0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinema Nerd presents the filmography of Hoyte von Hoytema. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with my buddy James, and we're going to talk about Her. James, who is Her?
1: Yeah. Um, So it's a really interesting film, like really interesting. I mean, it's Spike Jones, but um, it's from the outset, like basically the first 30 seconds of a film you realize it's kind of a dystopia and it kind of just for me leans into that the whole way like the the loneliness of society the like the leaning on the crutch of technology and like yeah it's a an interesting man like I found it yeah, yeah it's,
0: deep. It, it's deep it's a fascinating yep. film for sure uh we'll get into it before we do
1: you want to talk about anything else? Have you seen anything uh, interesting? Yeah, yeah, just I uh, like can't remember if we've talked about it yet, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up and see if you can tell me. So, um, The Death of Stalin, have I talked to you about that?
0: I don't know if we have talked about it. The nuclear okay. film, yeah, maybe yeah. we
1: have. Yeah, I know that was this yeah. is the, the bit I'm in, like, yeah, it, um, amazing film, like, but. Yeah, I just can't remember if sure I've chatted about it already. Right. Um, well, in case we've already
0: talked about it, we'll just say it's an amazing film.
1: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and then um, As It Is in Heaven, uh, which is What's uh, that one? a, a sw- Swedish film. Sorry, I will bring up a thing for it. Um, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's about a guy, a famous composer moving back to his childhood, but like he kind of got bullied as a kid and then left the area like just had a, had a terrible time as a kid left and then went on to become kind of super famous composer okay. and then he moved, moves back but no one he changed his names and no one really knew that he was from there but it's a um, it's kind of yeah it's interesting because he's he just sincerely wants to kind of be there around people and kind of help um and then there's a um there's a bishop no what they, a vicar you know like a little church oh. yeah he's um he's running the church there but in quite the opposite way he's there to help but i don't think he sincerely wants to help anyone but himself like he's he, he gets a lot out of helping being the church guy, but not actually. So it's a, a kind of a, a, a yeah, interesting film though. Yeah.
0: Sure. What motivates well, us and why do we serve kind of questions?
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful film. Uh, and it's all like musical because he's a composer and he's trying to like get everyone to sing in the choir and he kind of takes over the choir and then the church guy gets jealous. and But um.
0: Hmm. It sounds
1: um, I don't know,
0: quaints not quite the right word, but focused and small in a way that is appealing.
1: It is a small story, but in a it's got a lot of people and a lot of characters and it's really beautiful. Uh, yeah, I found it really lovely. Definitely recommend it. Dig it. Anything else? Uh, no, no that thing that's that's me. Okay. Personally. How about you? Uh, um I, I got a couple of dumb
0: movies i'll talk about
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i um watched monkey bone for the first time in several years do you know I this movie
1: know. no i do not know it
0: brendan Fraser plays uh an animator or like an illustrator who has a comic book that they're adapting into a movie and then <laughs> he monkey bone is the title character right he's like that's the character they're bringing into the movie world and he has a psychotic break he's having writer's block you know he gets dragged into the cartoon world and it's one of the more it's late 90s so the comedy is definitely edgier and like a little more raunch and extreme than some of the like that wave of mid 80s early 90s dragged into the tv kind of stuff
1: um i I, you know you know yeah i mean it sounds funny you had me you had me at brendan fraser because he he cracks me up in a lot of things um
0: he's really good man and basically everything i love brendan fraser so i was definitely happy to see him and there's oh, this and where Chris Kattan is like a reanimated corpse who has to carry his broken neck around. And just the physical humor of it is really pretty solid. Okay. And yeah, <clears throat> weird props, crazy sets. It's a fever dream of a movie, but kind of a lot of fun. And then actually speaking of Brendan Fraser, I watched, uh, <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this, but I watched Atlantis, The Last Empire which actually stars michael j fox it's an animated movie it's like one of the disney ones from the late 90s
1: oh no yeah i know sorry i do know it yeah but it feels like underwater the 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 3d kind of
0: yeah yeah uh, pure pure animated animated 3d kind of early disney cgi stuff
1: same same vein as treasure planet
0: Yeah, that's what prompted it. I actually watched Treasure Treasure Planet recently and I I thought Treasure Planet was like, you know, okay. But I really dug on Atlantis, The Lost Empire because these sort of like swashbuckling adventure movies where not even necessarily swashbuckling, more like when the bookish dude has to figure out the secret language and then that unlocks the, I love that stuff, man. So The Mummy or like Stargate, I'm all about it.
1: Stargate for sure man that movie, <laughs> that movie blew my mind as a kid <laughs> uh, I blew my
0: mind that. as an adult like
1: two weeks yeah. ago oh right nice yeah no I I loved it like loved it and then when the tv series happened I'm like they're making a show about a movie that I love <laughs> this is unbelievable <laughs> yeah have you so, watched so. any of the shows no no not a lot um but I yeah, I know people got really into it, so it must have a lot of it.
0: Yeah, there's like spin-off <clears throat> spin-off. There's multiple versions of that show. There's like really? I think there's yeah. an Atlantis. I think there's Stargate Atlantis, right? And then Stargate SG1. And oh, yeah. I haven't seen any of them, but maybe I don't know. I kind of want to watch them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could I could I could probably do it because I so basically same time as i loved this stargate movie there was a tv show that i watched called sliders
0: oh with jerry o'connell
1: yeah jerry o'connell and um carrie woora and yeah it was cool man um i i really enjoyed that
0: i definitely watched some sliders but have not thought about sliders in since sliders went
1: off the air that's right. That's right. No, I've never seen it since, but I loved it. Like it was just like a wild ride. It was like the 90s version of Quantum Leap. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Like they just took the Quantum Leap thing and twisted it a bit and just went with it. And I was like, this is brilliant. Which I also, think- by the way, Quantum Leap was fucking awesome.
0: I love Quantum Leap. It was a show that was on, like when I would stay home sick as a kid. Yeah. The reruns yeah. were on at some that's point. Right. And yeah definitely watched a bunch of quantum leap also yeah somebody should do a like a bar night where they do a sliders marathon and they're like slider hamburgers are on special we do sliders on sliders oh and then yeah. there's a slip and slide in the yard it's slip and slide slider
1: sliders you should be an event planner my friend that's what you're missing <laughs> your calling
0: <laughs> new career here i come
1: yeah all right,
0: well, on that note, should we talk about Her? For sure, for sure.
1: Um, her. Beautiful film. So
0: it sounds like you have very positive things
1: to say about it. Oh, yeah, beautiful film. Uh, sad. It's like a, yeah, like like, like like, what I said, where the first 30 seconds is kind of saying this beautiful speech, and you're like, oh, that's really lovely, you know, like so heartfelt and then you realize that it's he's he's writing it for someone else to somebody else and he's you know like and then you're like oh this world is so broken like the second i got that i'm like oh, the yeah. insincerity the ser- sincerity in the words and the insincerity of getting someone else to write it made me so sad and then that's just the the everything in this film like well, that, yeah, it's
0: everything in this film. It, it, right off the bat, it does those things really, really well. And then it does this thing where it needs to, like, have a, I don't know, like a receptionist pick up the phone call and say the name of the company and announce, like, what we're doing here in voiceover. And it yeah. sort of deflates that moment. So yeah. this movie, for me, was a, a whole experience of, like, oh, that's really good. I'll just pull it back pull yeah,
1: back, pull yeah, back. No, i'll give you that like i i i'm in the same boat like i i can see moments where i'm like wow that's really and i so i'm generally a not a not a big fan of narration or or like but they did it really well <laughs> sorry they did it really well in this where he's having a conversation with her in his ear and then it cuts to like visions of what he's thinking of and um it worked for me that time but mm, I think
0: the device it works really really well yeah um before we get too far into it I want to draw back to his day job as this love letter writer yeah and the the thing that you're saying about how broken this world is it's broken on the surface level that like right there's an app for hand written hand delivered letters and you know it's prescient in so many ways yada 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 the thing that really struck me this time is like he is a phenomenal writer yeah incredibly talented writer who's and sort of like we talked about before we hit record here where it's just like what am I doing this for and yeah. like, so much talent just not being yeah. uh, I don't even want to say
1: rewarded, just not commiserately paid utilized or doing anything worthwhile with it. And you're right, because it's no, beautiful. it's not
0: even the worthwhile thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to spend your life writing greeting cards, that's fine. That's worthwhile if people have a demand for that. The thing that makes me sad is that he's, although he seems to be living a pretty good life, you know, sort of middle ish class, but he, oh his talent is just so very very real and he's being treated like a cog in a machine because that's what he is
1: yeah yeah for sure yeah i see no that's exactly they're just like yeah 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 do your job and it's like oh my god do you not understand how great this person is and it's right. like, do your fucking job shut up <laughs> yeah rings rings home <laughs> that's good <laughs> um the I, I mean sorry just Hoideven a i i, I visually i don't know where spike ends and you know but there are some beautiful shots in this like that and the the art direction with the palettes and everything is really like it locks the whole thing together for me like
0: the pastel palettes throughout this whole movie really i respond to i love pastels just in general Mm -hmm. um and i don't think it's sort of utilized enough and when it does show up on screen it's often punched a little past pastel almost into neon so we're like past tone or past Mm. yeah past shade and into tone or however you organize your yeah wheel but um the the softness of this thing the gauze of this movie is really it feels like like classic cinema like 70s cinema in a single screen theater, you know what I mean? Like okay. the velvet seats that are, have a spring sticking through it. It really has a, it's not sepia, it's not nostalgia. It just has this kind of, yeah, gauze. Anyways, really, it's a beautiful film. I'll give, without knowing, you know, conjecture, I'll give the art direction and sort of the the color space of it to Spike Jones, who's an incredibly visual director. Where I saw in this one was the cityscape shots yeah yeah. are really moody and beautiful but they happen at this sort of like intermediate distance that i'm not accustomed to seeing this any city at you know you usually see it far removed or kind of on the ground but this sort of like feels
1: like he's about 300 feet above i was gonna i was gonna bring this exact up like the impossible train that he's on like Mm -hmm. he's He's riding to work on the train and it's probably like a hundred meters into the sky but like going over top of skyscrapers but you know you've seen this same um like the la skyline from another view and there's no magic train going across <laughs> hundreds of meters above the skyscrapers you know but like i just love that like the everything's amazing in it but in a mundane way like he's, he's he's just riding on his train and everyone's depressed and nothing's good enough but it's like you're on a magical fucking <laughs> sky train and you're talking to it you know uh, I mean, that yeah. mood really struck me this time
0: like uh, watching it from 2021 it was yeah. sort of like oh yeah the dystopia is shiny and pl- you know brightly yeah. colored and candy coated um uh, the station the subway station with all the tiles yeah that's hollywood were... and western and yeah. uh, it was my station because i lived one block from there i lived on the other oh, side of the yeah. Ralphs on that
1: corner yeah I, i've been to that station but yeah no i wasn't a daily i, I was part of the filth that was in the cars <laughs> but, yeah um no it's it, it's cool because yeah like it 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 is a shiny, glossy dystopia. Like, you know, they everything's everything's color coordinated and shiny, and there's glass everywhere, and it's kind of beautiful, but it's so sad. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, this is what the end of the world looks like.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and that the the pastels in the art direction and the sort of natural fabrics in everybody's costume design really Create this dissonant tone in between the hyper future that it's depicting and the hyper personal that it is also depicting yeah. yeah it's a real success i think it's a um a much better directed movie than almost anything not anything else the performances are incredibly strong i i this watch this is maybe the second or third time i've seen this movie I, and I mentioned it before. I found the script to be like,
1: okay, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, I, I think the setting, the actors, the, the, the visuals for me really striking. But the actual story is like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm. I don't know, like I like the setting, you know, so there the story is part of that, like, you know, I enjoy definitely big bits of this story, but, um, yeah, it kind of, I don't know. I don't know if
0: I enjoy, so when you say story, that's where I am not bristling necessarily, but I'm like, no, I don't enjoy the story of this at all. The plot of this thing is, you know, for me, there's kind of nothing here. I think, as a like a novel or the human aspects of it, there's a lot of really interesting stuff, and I think it's on full display here. But the yeah, where it well, was conceptually maybe heady in 2013, I think this movie's almost 10 years old.
1: Yeah,
0: um, it it doesn't feel today. It doesn't feel useful is the word that just came into my brain. Did you see
1: (laughs) Jexy? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it, but uh, it's on the list because of the relevance. I mean, you know. was it? What was it?
0: it? It's um, like half gross-out comedy, (laughs) lady gross-out comedy, and half this. Uh, Yeah. Is kind of what I have to say about
1: Jexy. Oh, um, no.
0: But um, my point is more that watching this movie seven, almost eight years on at this point was a little like, yeah, no, we... I think as a culture, we've moved beyond this hmm. point because the the sort of salaciousness of, oh, he's in love with the robot is... I mean, we got more nuanced uh, parasocial relationships than that that are affecting our life in very large-scale ways every day and so many more of them that it
1: it feels like a little bit of a trite conception yeah you know yeah no i mean i'd say that's probably the weakest bit of this movie is the falling in love with the phone part of it so the rest of the film with the people and they're like like so, um, Amy, whose Amy character's is name so is good. Amy, like her character, her relationship with her terrible partner, and like this world that they're in is so rich to me, and I really enjoyed it. But then the the AI, and then the AI growing, and then what it, you know, like I was like, oh, okay, it's one of those stories. Um, but right. I didn't need the thing to is, be is one that
0: that story works just as well if scarlett johansson's an actual human being who is just (laughs) super fucking cool and outgrows this dude because he's timid you know and she's trying to explore the world and in that sense the one like i I basically have one maybe two notes here one of the yes i have two notes here one of them is that that station is my station on hollywood and western the other one is that i just have written down manic pixie digital girl because yeah that's the whole, that, that's what this movie is. Is just a manic pixie digital girl. The only thing that separates it from that is that she leaves at the end, right? But that's pretty common to those tropes, isn't it? That girl either dies or the guy like has to move away to the different college or whatever. She's rarely yeah. a, a lasting feature in his life. And that's kind of all that's happening here. And then mm-hmm. that from like, Again, going back to the story, the plot of this thing, I was bored out of my skull, and I was like, "Damn, more! This is just
1: mumblecore. This is navel gaze, man!" I. Yeah, so I liked it, all the bits in between, but the, but you're absolutely right because the it, it is kind of if you made it not a phone and you made it just a person. That's the least interesting part of the film, and all the other kind of people kind of more interesting for me like so Amy and and him and his relationship with his ex-wife and you know those bits I was like oh this is kind of those sincere problems but yeah the
0: stuff with the ex-wife is where it rises to the most interesting for sure and sort of human conflict you know the rest of it's fairly rote is the word I've been saying too much but when they meet to actually sign the divorce papers is the one time in this movie where I get a sense of like "Oh, oh I'm sitting forward like maybe he really is a shitty dude and you know obviously she sucks too and they're bad for each other but the rest of the time you know just because of the language of cinema we're hanging out with Joaquin we're on his side but you know come on this dude's lame
1: yeah no i mean i yeah i mean i i kind of got that he was well a bit lame and a bit troubled like you know like basically just in a rut but kind of wallowing in it is what i kind of took from him that he he kind of wanted to be there i don't know like yeah it it was interesting for that for me but yeah i'm, I'm with you that yeah story-wise yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think all the bits like so i came into this going oh i kind of like this stuff but all the bits i like are the set the 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 situation the, you know like the, yeah the settings the environments the props the costuming the actors the acting but the actual story it's kind of yeah yeah you're right I mean if I'm criticizing my own
0: criticism everything you just said I'm like yeah that all makes a great movie it's yeah. just that the through line of this thing is a movie that I'm just not so much interested in mm. you know um, if it were I the one that just popped in my brain now is boss level, which was
1: it's oh that was the one where you you were saying about it's it. um Mel Gibson getting his comeuppance for a while and you get to just watch him get destroyed and you're and like yeah in that good. movie that's enough for me
0: to come along because I'm like yeah people are shooting guns all the time stuff explodes there's some yeah. problems in the middle but overall I'm mostly on board with it. Um, and in this movie, I'm still mostly on board with it, but the things happening at the core of the story, I just am like, yeah, no, I've I've been through breakups. I I, I have been the shitty dude in a relationship. I have mm-hmm. also been uh, I've left bad relationships because my partner was shitty. You know? I, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I,
0: and in those moments, this movie really does succeed. I think the the interpersonal drama of this stuff is super good and the uh, effective and
1: yeah no i mean that <laughs> and it's beautiful as i was saying again. like amy's amy's partner and that that relationship is very recognizable you know where someone's like controlling and, and sure. just tiring but then they don't quite see it till they're out of it um <laughs> And like the broken interactions with the rest of the world, kind of at the start, you know, he has like a, a phone call with a random. Uh, does like a, a yeah, nighttime a call chat with, thing? Yeah, with and it turns out that was Kristen Wig. <laughs> that's funny. So Kristen Wig, he's talking to her on the phone, and then they like strangling her with a cat or something. It gets really weird, but that's like, <laughs> yeah yeah and then the weird date he has with uh can't remember like olivia yeah you're on to something
0: there from uh, mr robot yeah. most famously
1: yeah yeah so he, she that date it's oh just no i'm
0: sorry i'm sorry that's um that's a little later on when they try and embody scar joe in another human being
1: oh yeah uh, olivia wilde is the date that olivia- he goes on and yeah that's the one olivia Wilde, he goes on a date with her and then it's kind of going great and then it all gets really weird and complicated and <laughs> like everywhere. it's just like oh my god i yeah. almost
0: wonder if i i i think maybe what's happening for me is i'm a little annoyed at the the concept the high concept nature of this thing and i, I kind of wanted to like again, draw down and pull back. I said it. Yeah, I think that's really what's going on. It's like, if this had the courage to be a real straightforward character study, I think it is largely successful there. And there's actors that are really, really good. But then again, the script is very rote and maybe it wouldn't succeed without this heightened concept.
1: I don't know. Um, I think that's the bits that I liked was the, the actual people and the the broken bits and the you know like so yeah i i I liked the the broken interactions with a broken society i liked the people having sincere like you know shitty relationships and i i mean all of those bits i like yeah and i think you're right maybe the high concept bit once you're over that like once you've gotten past that it's kind of like Oh, yeah I don't really need that anymore <laughs> just show me that film with all the people interacting and
0: yeah. you can still
1: because it's still a dystopia even without the new operating system like I'm still like when he's writing the, the love letters I'm already like whoa, whoa world's tough
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it's the same dy- yeah no you're right you're right Oh, it's interesting. It doesn't need that at all, again, beyond kind of what I'm seeing is sort of masking a,
1: a bit of a weakness. Mm. Mm. Did, did you, um, Spike Jones was the alien child that was like, fuck you, fucking, fuck it. <laughs> I was just looking at the list. I didn't realize that.
0: Uh, that tracks because, like, what? the fuck is that scene
1: doing in this movie? Exactly, what is that? It's so weird. That whole bit is weird. I really <laughs> like the game.
0: I, I wanna play the game.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's supposed to, and I, I suppose it does communicate that these AIs are unpredictable, right? that we really can't account for their behavior or our interactions with them their novel experiences and i do that's another point where i think the movie really succeeds but again i don't know if we need that i don't know maybe i'm not engaging with the movie on the way that it wants to be in uh ascertained but the fact that she's so human and that her motivations, uh, ScarJo's, you know, the AIs, her, her motivations are so human and just like, no, I'm trying to see the rest of this thing. I just got here. There's a lot yeah. out here for me. And it turns out you're not stimulating enough. And his interactions of like, well, I'm not brave enough to actually take a risk on myself or you or this, or, you know, yeah, those are all supremely human things. And those human foibles for lack of a better term are what will define our interactions with technology as we go forward
1: god i hope not like i don't know like i mean i hope we keep track or we kind of get back to something i don't know
0: i don't know i mean you can't put the lid back on Pandora's jar, as it were. <laughs> mm. You know, there's, the technologies are useful to people mm. and the...
1: No, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, and I love it, like, in the other, it's like 50-50 here, because I, I love new technologies and interesting things and, like, like, one of my favorite things that's happened in the last few months has just been watching these space you know like the mars rover landing and spacex taking off with what's basically a skyscraper and then landing it back down on (laughs) it i'm like oh my god the world is so cool yeah yeah yeah
0: i love the toys
1: for sure keep track of it all i guess and just be like because, I, I mean, I, like that's the stuff I like, but then the, the whole Facebook, uh, Amazon. So, basically, just in my neighborhood, Amazon opened one of those. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, bring out your wallet or do anything. You just pick up something and then they charge you for it based on your Amazon account. Have you been there yet? No, because i really, like, I mean, I, all good that people can use that. But like they're not they're not really selling products they're kind of buying information about what you how you shop like that whole concept to me is like dystopian because they're you walk around and as you're walking you pause for a second to look at some prawn crackers and they will be like James has a slight affiliation with prawn crackers. Be sure to advertise prawn crackers, maybe in conjunction with, you know, like, and they'll just build that fucking map, and it's like, holy shit, like, just, just cool off for a minute, man. You don't need to know everything about this stuff. Just, yeah, I find.
0: Yeah, like I said, I, I I like the toys, but I'm deeply suspicious of anything that commodifies human behavior yeah and i just think that's a real poisonous well to be drinking from is kind of the best i can say about it
1: yeah and that's what it feels like everyone's heading towards like it's like oh yeah instagram and stuff you know like you can kind of value by likes how oh no do something fun and don't post it (laughs) like you don't know, like maybe right, do, a, do a good deed and don't show everyone that you did it. Imagine that. <laughs> I,
0: I, I could tell you stories, but then I would be bragging. <laughs> exactly. That's it.
1: Um, I mean, no, it's, I'm, 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 that's good, mate.
0: No, the I, I don't know. We're off the rails here, but I, it's fascinating to me. And I, I think it all points to the cannibalization of capitalism, you know, the Mm. thing can't sustain itself. And so it's turning inwards and deeper to try and mine Mm. currency, mine capital, you know? And that's an artifact. These are all artifacts of, of that. So, and, you know, I'm with you. These are not things we should be doing. But when I say we can't take, we can't put the lid back on, I mean that, you know, there's not, we're not going back, unfortunately, and it becomes a question of what to do now and and how to live your best life in this landscape.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll work it out though. I mean, I've I've lived with sincere people in sincere situations, um, and I'm sure I will again. It's just, yeah things have gotten yeah. a bit boiled down and a bit i don't know yeah
0: but. i wrote this thing and i end up pulling it down maybe i'll i'll redraft it um but it was sort of about i think i might talk to you about this about michael clayton and okay. um how the whole thing's about integrity and there's a lot of Uh, delusion in our world you know and lies that we tell tell ourselves and tell each other about what we're trying to do to get along and we got to stop all of that if we're going to actually go forward
1: yeah a hundred percent and it's it's really reflecting in everything like man we're getting super political and like crazy about it but down the rabbit hole on this one but like yeah like these conspiracy theories where everyone wants to be like more in the know, so they're like, oh, I found this website that has all the information, and now I know more than everyone else. And like, you know, those weird, that, that kind of- You know, like
0: reminded a... of this thing, um, somebody was criticizing monasticism. I forget exactly the context, but their thing was like, okay, great. So you went to a cave and learned all of the secrets of the universe, and you've transcended beyond this mortal coil. Yeah. Well, does that change the taste of the food in my bowl? What like what does that do for anybody? How does that actually improve our lives? You know. And if you come back and communicate those messages, that's one thing. But to just wholly remove yourself and become insular and isolate yourself in a world of runes and glyphs and you know, red yarn, it makes these walls impenetrable. So even if, even if somehow you get to the ultimate truth there, which you won't. But if you do, you can't communicate it to anybody else because they don't have this sphere of knowledge that you have, you know?
1: yeah yeah and also like just being a cynic like if you're wrong how do you know you're wrong when you've cut yourself off from everything like when when you're completely cut off there's no reference anymore for how like you don't have anyone to bounce your ideas off and like if only people you're talking to are doing exactly the same thing as you Then you don't get to kind of check to see if it's crazy or if you're am i actually happy or is thing are things better and you're like oh i found the answer to the universe and like maybe you've just lost your mind like (laughs) you don't you don't know without you know like a bouncing board but yeah i always yeah. No, you don't know without a bouncing board and within this
0: sphere specifically it's um, there's this sort of poison pill of disinformation or, you know, fake news where we're in this post-truth environment where, pardon me, people can just be like, no, no, you're what I, I'm not going to describe motivations, but a lot of folks can just shut off any criticism and be resting on bad logic, but logic that allows them to
1: maintain these positions. Yeah. And it, I mean, yeah, it, that that's all facets of society, unfortunately. We all kind of go, oh, I don't like that. And so you just go, they're wrong, I'm right. And then you stop asking the question. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah.
1: Like the uncomfortable. Process of talking with somebody you don't like about what they, you know, like it's. These are the things that kind of get more towards truth than other things. Like you just, you know,
0: there's there's one thing to talk to somebody that you disagree with. There's an entirely, like, different and I think more crucial level of discourse, which is I don't agree with myself.
1: Oh yeah yeah sure and, and questioning like maybe I agree too much is the other like so I don't agree like being able to not agree with yourself like understand that you, you're wrong but then also be like maybe I'm wrong like I feel super confident right now but maybe I'm wrong so what do I do about that like <laughs> yeah. that's a question that doesn't get asked a lot <laughs> no,
0: I, literally I it, one time I've been in literally one meeting where some guy I remember his name still Evan when have we considered that we might be wrong here one time in my entire professional career i have heard that out loud in a meeting
1: yeah and it and it should be a job <laughs> it should be yes. one, one person sitting at the table of every meeting should be asking that fucking question <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So it turns out, her is a really
0: good movie because it provokes deep conversations about our future and our relationships
1: with technology and ourselves. But that's it. Like, so basically, that's why I came into this meeting with a smile uh, (laughs) because watching it, watching it, that's what I got. Like, I got, man, future looks shiny but so dull, and looks happy but it's so sad. And like, I was like, man, that's so true. But yeah, like you said, actually the, the plot kind of just plods along and does its thing, but the the framing is, is great for me.
0: Yeah, I'll come back <laughs> to the color palette because that's exactly what pastels are, is bright colors with a little bit of gray infused. To tone yeah, tone that down.